This is the Games Junk Podcast, episode 95. I'm Jason Ariel, and joining me today is John Lucero. Hello. And Connor Mahood. Hello. <laughs> Connor, that okay, was... Okay, cut. We gotta start know. over. Oh, yeah, we're <laughs> starting over. I don't know what the hell happened there. <laughs> Connor, we were having some uh, volume issues with your microphone before. Now, uh, I don't know what that was, <laughs> but you sent a very uh, twee there, my friend. Um, that, uh, you know, I, I think it, that's, um, I've been doing that since I was a teenager. I think it's how Walter Matthau answers the, answers the phone sometimes in the odd couple. <laughs> or just in real life. Deep cut. Yeah. Also in real life. He also <laughs> answers the phone with divorce broken sloppy, which I really like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Starting out of the hot, odd couple references that people are looking for in, in, uh, in the year, year of our Lord, 2018. That's all right. Did you come here for kids? <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we have been playing some stuff this week. Uh, Connor, you've got the most out of us, so why don't you uh, regale us with, uh, let's start with um, Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, I, um, this is a Ubisoft sale on at the moment. Um, and uh, like there's, there's also like a one. thing where you can trade Ubisoft points, whatever. Um, so basically I got Watch Dogs 2 absurdly cheap. Okay. Um, and I've been replaying it. And there's a huge amount that I like about that game. Also... Having played a lot, I've been playing a lot of games lately. I've been getting intermittent kind of like violence fatigue with games. And um, I kind of like Watch Dogs 2 for its um, non-lethal option. I wish that it was, I wish that they actually leaned into it more and it was like a non-lethal only game. I think that would be amazing because it would fit the tone more. Um, But it is really nice. It's a really nice thing to have the option of. So like, what are the what are the non-lethal options in that game? I know you can like stun people. I think right and with yeah, a little, little drone, little, yeah, little buddy. Yeah, like this is my replay of it. So they've beefed up those options a bit, actually. So there's like a a um, a shotgun that fires um, like uh, compressed air or something. I don't think they're worried about being too uh, realistic. Um, <laughs> there's like a stun sniper rifle. There's like sure. a a pre- pretty standard like stun pistol. Okay. And then there's like stun grenades and eventually you can, um, you know, yeah, you can drop stun grenades from your, um, your drone and stuff. Also, you can hack the environment. Um, so a lot of like power, um, power boxes and stuff like that, you can hack them to attract people. And when they get close, it, it lets off like an explosion that stuns and stuff. There's a lot of, yeah, like, yeah, lethal of stunning explosions. explosions. Well. You know, those stunning explosions <laughs> that... Oh, in hospital, people brought into hospital all the time. But the great news is they're they're brought straight back out because they're fine. Yeah, totally yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the game, you say it makes you kill people at, at certain points, like you're. No, it you, doesn't. Um, you can you can play the whole you can play the whole game through non-lethal, but um, it's pretty easy to slip and kill someone. Because, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that's, that, honestly, uh, that's realistic. That's just life. Sorry. Honestly. <laughs> I stopped talking about Watch Dogs for a second there. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Connor will edit that part out to save any issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can, you can accidentally kill people pretty easily because, like, um, initially I was rusty. I hadn't played in a while. And I was, like, hacking different things. And some of the explosions are, like, fire. And some of them are just, like, oh, it just, you know, it set off, like, a, a little bit of, like, Tesla coil energy flying around. Um, so you can kind of slip up, but it's of all games I've played, it's one of the, it's one of the most, um, kind of friendly to that kind of attitude. Okay. I, I actually wanted to ask you guys a question about this. I don't know what your opinion is cause I'm not sure if my thinking is clear on this, but I would like if the non-lethal option in games wasn't a massive pain because, you know, usually it's like, oh, it knocks them out for 30 seconds or whatever. 
if you shoot them, uh, it kills them for, you know, ages, basically a really long time. Um, They're they're dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's right. So whatever amount of time that that is. And then, you know, so in, when you do the non-lethal option, you're like clearing out a base. And by the time you're finished getting the objective or whatever, they're all starting to wake up again and you're like trying to knock them all out again and stuff. Do you feel that it should be harder to do the non-lethal option in games or do you feel that it, they shouldn't be like punishing you for trying to do the right thing? Or are they just trying to say, look, if you want to do the right thing, it's a little bit harder. I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a tough question. See, uh, uh, okay. My, my thing is, is I don't mind the non-lethal option being a little bit more tricky. It's that you can still be non-lethal and kind of go like Rambo in that sense, I suppose is, uh-huh. that, is where I think is, uh, uh, I don't know where I run into an issue with this stuff because it's like, you should, it, I guess if you're trying to be stealthy, it should take more work, but you can still just go around and like, just like in metal gear, like you can like hit everybody in the damn head with a tranquilizer dart and just take them out immediately. And they just drop, but you're still going in there and being loud effectively. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it doesn't seem like there's ever been enough reward or, difference between the two like you can still go in there and be completely stealthy not make a sound and kill everybody it's just a matter of convenience for hiding the body or the you know sleeping body or first dead body so right and i don't know like i think i think i think john you might remind me on this uh i think metal gear solid 5 did it pretty well where i don't think there was really much difference in the way it felt like when you got spotted yeah it does go to shit like every other metal gear game does but i think you have a a little bit more variety of options when it comes to staying non-lethal if you wanted to. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, forgiving non-lethally. I played, I honestly played most of that game non-lethal. I used the uh, uh, Trent gun, Trent gun mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, just research-wise, I think you get the Riot SMG pretty early on, and that's like the first like automatic uh, stun weapon you get. And it's pretty effective. I mean, you get a headshot with it and knocks them out. Um, I I feel like non-lethal should be harder. Yeah. Because because it's easier to pull a trigger than it's to you know, and you have to you have to get specialized weapons to do that if you want to have like the same kind of arsenal as you would with a you know a regular set of guns. It's it. I think it. I, I just think it, it. Like, if you want to talk about the moral reason for it, too, I think that it also makes sense for it being harder because you know, like I said, it's easier to kill someone than it's to you know, knock them out and then have to worry about them getting up later. Um, it's 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 weird in video games too, because, yeah, because it what it's it's got it's got to be fun still. Mm-hmm. So in it's a, it's a, it's just a hard balance to get and they're not, and games are getting better about it because, you know, technology is getting better so they can do more interesting things than just, you know, shooting. But, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a, it's just a tough question. I, I, I appreciate having both and I think that the game should allow you to, to do everything using both, but I don't know if I think one should be easier than the other. I think. See, the way I've always yeah. kind of treated Metal Gear, especially like Metal Gear Solid Five, like I, I think of um, the stealth, uh, non-lethal way as like the expert mode, basically. Um, yeah. Even if you don't really do it stealth, like you know, having to kind of consider that you know these guys could come by and wake up somebody 
um, in the middle of a firefight or whatever if they see them sleeping, whereas if they're dead, they can't. You take them out of the equation. Uh, you know, doing the non-lethal option does does kind of do it that way. So, like, I don't mind playing through the game, like, lethally just to kind of learn, um, you know, patterns and placement and then come back and just go do it stealthily, basically. And, uh, it's interesting. So I, I kind of uh, think of it as, like, an extra way of playing the game if you want to look at it that way. And not to stay with the Phantom Pain for every example, but that game also kind of incentivizes non-lethal because it's easier to get more people for your base that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I mean, Phantom Pain's probably yeah. the pinnacle of that genre, I would yeah. say. So oh, yeah. Easy it's, to, ter- easy to just use that like, as an example. In terms of still game, is gameplay, yeah, it's not, you don't get much better than Phantom Pain. Yeah. Uh, in terms of character control, um, like the sense that you have some control over the the physical body of this character, Phantom Pain is unbelievable. I think. Oh yeah, and also the fact that you you run faster than a truck, <laughs> it's really good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really <laughs> enjoy that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just sprinting across the Af- the Afghan wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Am I remembering correctly, or did or is this a video uh, somebody made up that uh, when you do the like a knockout punch when you're sprinting, it does that like that million dollar oh, yeah. man sound? Yeah. The, okay. The, yeah, the bicentennial. Okay. Man, or, or not the what the million? Yeah, the six the, million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That one. That's, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah, not the robot man, what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah, ooh, if you get, and then it also has the rocket fist. I don't know if you ever used that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you better believe it, did. Yeah, yeah. It totally does an anime thing of rocket punch. Yeah. 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 Or, or the Jehudi one that lets you, that one had like, you pick up people with it, I think. Um, yeah. The only problem I ran into with that was that um, a lot of the great like arm upgrades came just as I was kind of getting to be done with the game. Yeah, like a lot took, of the a lot of the so good upgrades open them up. require you to like play after finishing the story, and the story's yeah. pretty long. Uh, like the wormhole grenades, I didn't get till after I beat the beat the main story, or not the wormhole, uh, wormhole uh, Fultons. Like yeah, they're, yeah, they're really yeah. good. I am um, too, actually. I got them before I finished. I may have spent a little too much time uh, wandering around, though. So I mean, I, I know you specifically played a lot of that game before before you ever finish it. Yeah, I think yeah. I did, played it at a pretty normal clip. Yeah, uh, I come to Metal Gear for the Metal Gear, and I wanted I was, to see uh, the Metal Gear. <laughs> I was the Metal Gear I was, stuff. So. I was out uh, with. Uh, I think it was when I was out with my hip surgery still. So I uh, <clears throat> I, I I put a lot of time into that game because I could. <laughs> so I think there's a writing on the site of you specifying how much time you put into that game. Yeah, I think it was like close to 200 hours if I'm remembering right. So that is good work. <laughs> I put the work. It's I put a, in the legwork that game. So <laughs> really good game. I actually spent last uh, a little bit last year cleaning up trophies in that game for a bit. Uh, I talked on a podcast at one point about it. Uh, it's, yeah, you know. So that game is a good example of how to do non-lethal. Uh, Watch Dogs too, on the other hand. Yeah, also no, I, a good example. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, um, you know, it's Watch Dogs two isn't anywhere near the classic that um, Phantom Pain is. Flawed classic. Um, Yes, it's a classic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is a classic. Like, yes, you know, it's very good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I actually, I, I wish more people were playing Watch Dogs 2. Specifically, I wish more people were playing Watch Dogs 2 uh, so that I could play co-op with people, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I thought about playing it. Uh, I, did not, I didn't really like the first one at all. Um, um, I think, I think they went so... in a direction, a direction with this one that I appreciate more. But I still wasn't sure with the with the the characters in the game. If I would enjoy that aspect of it. That seemed to be divisive. I I did. I found I liked the characters. I thought they were cute. 
Um, I read a lot of uh, reviews where um, reviewers were, I don't know, using their watchdogs too as a platform from which to declare that they actually understand how real hacking works way better than the people who wrote watchdogs too. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck um, about, about how much you know about hacking, you know? Um, as a, as a thing, like the movie hackers esque, it's quite fun and kind of, kind of cute. And they're, it, there are like a bunch of characters that like each other. Um, and they're sort of friends, which is nice. Um, it's nice to see a little bit of warmth in a video game. And that's why I, uh, I actually like Assassin's Creed origins so much. Origins yeah. is, is actually really good. It is really good. Um, good I got frustrated like. with the combat, but I really like it. Yeah. See, that's what keeps, that's what's keeping me away from that game is that combat doesn't look fun to me. <laughs> and, uh, that seems like a big part of the game. Okay, well, look, one more. Can I say one more Watch Dogs 2 thing and then Absolutely. talk about that? Okay. The last thing in Watch Dogs 2 is I feel like it's a bit of an Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2 leap. Okay. It's not, it's not quite, yeah, it's not quite on that level because I think Assassin's Creed 2 is like the best Assassin's Creed game and it's, a, it's amazing. Um, but it is a huge leap in quality and also a massive change in tone. Like the first one's really dour mm-hmm. and... Um, the second one is kind of a playground and it's much more, I think the non-lethal option was a big part of that actually. Cause the first one, you're just a killing machine. And then the second one, it's a lot more kind of mischievous and stuff. Um, but anyway, onto Assassin's Creed, um, um, origins, uh, that, that game is, is great in a lot of ways, but the combat, um, I think is more, it's more influenced by like dark souls type combat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like, whereas that. the Assassin's Creed games were always like that. You play an assassin who is so deadly that, if you know if you're surrounded people just have to come towards you swinging <laughs> a sword and it's already over and you just and counter them and, and you murder yeah. let's see like i like the assassin's creed combat yeah, yeah know, that's also it it's, it's also divisive i know there's plenty of people out there that think it's kind of boring it's yeah all, no i always all, liked it oh yeah i like it i like how i like how brutal it is yeah if anything um, else it's unique yeah, yeah i mean nothing nothing really feels so good as just parrying like there, i think there's an achievement in the first one where you like just parry killed like ten enemies in a row, and man, I had a hell of a time getting that one. But I, I, I ended up getting it eventually. I just that's a good feeling. Yeah. and then they added they, then they added the kill chain thing. I think that I don't know if that was two of Brotherhood, but they added that and that like made it even better because you could just move from person to person, murdering everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a joy. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, actually there, really there, good. There's there there's so like few examples that I, I honestly I can't even think of another example that really plays like Assassin's Creed, and that's kind of the main draw for me for a while was just the combat. It, it was completely unique. There was nothing that really made you feel that way. And then origins took that out, which I wasn't thrilled with, but they added in, I feel like, um, some interesting characters for a change. Uh, yeah. the side quests were actually kind of meaningful, I guess, in a, in a, in a sense. And, oh man, just the, the way they just made it or, you know, Egypt in there. Just, I, I, I loved that. The scenery in that game was just just something I could chew on forever. Have you played the tourist mode yet? No, I haven't. No, I really need to pop that back in my Xbox. There's a uh, yeah, I'm there's like a forty something gig update I think to Holy that God. is that sure. that I'm waiting on. That I'm like uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll hold off for now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a hell of a download. Yeah, I I also I really love the characters actually in um, Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wonderful, and I think yeah, I like the way the side quests like you know some of them are, you're just sort of helping out because that's sort of his job, right? As a Magi, he's not just like a super cop. He sort of, he's like a peacekeeper and he's kind Mm -hmm. of a people's representative. So he just sort of helps out with stuff. He like, you know, helps out with contaminated water and all kinds of things. And that's really cool, actually. I really like that. 
Yeah, one of my um, one of my favorite like side missions. Um, kind of don't know how far if you got to this one, but basically you you just do the uh, uh, leap of faith thing from a bunch of things for a, for a boy and his gang. And oh, that's cool. I I enjoyed the hell out of that one because at the very yeah. end, um, this bo- or during this thing, this boy is asking you about your son, and you know he Bayek talks about him without really letting on that he's that he's dead, and then mm. the uh, the boy says, you know, maybe. I forget the exact wording, but it's effectively like, you know, maybe you and your boy can go do this or something. And then, uh, by oh, the voice actor, just, just completely sold it. Just like saying it very like remorsely, but at the same time, um, without really letting on to somebody who wouldn't know that his son is dead, but just like, you know, it's like, yeah, me too. Oh my heart. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I think That's that was, it. I think that was the moment when I, when I got to that, I was like, this combat or not might be my favorite Assassin's Creed game, just based on that. It just cool. it finally sold me on. Uh, and like I said, the the, the ending uh, we've talked about on the podcast, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody else again. Uh, so the ending, I kind of felt like it kind of flubbed a little bit. But uh, there have been so few video games that have stuck the landing. There are so few anything that really stuck. We, the we landing, could so. we could probably name the video games <laughs> that have stuck the landing, which is saying something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed games always have <laughs> terrible endings anyway. I'm trying like, to think. I think twos, is, of... twos is nuts. <laughs> the, the Twos changes everything. Uh, it's when the when the alien Juno turns to the screen and starts talking to you. Oh, God. I think yeah. that, you know, yeah. oh, most of right. the endings... Yeah. yeah, I think most of the endings of Assassin's Creed games are basically like that really long scene in the, the second Matrix movie where Neo talks to the architect. Oh yeah, it's definitely like it's. They've definitely played the Matrix when they made uh, when they watched the Matrix when they made oh, uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but uh, it's that feeling of like you're sort of held captive by an aggressively boring explanation of something you don't care about. Yeah, I just and then you just want to jump on rooftops in Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, what's um, John? What's your favorite Assassin's Creed? Black Flag. With my second favorite being either Two or Brotherhood. Probably yeah. Two. Two um, is. And, yeah. Uh, I also love Syndicate. That'd probably be, that'd probably be next up after those. But uh, Black Flag definitely my favorite, even though it's I, kind of the least Assassin's Creedy of the of the of them. Of them all. You know, I read a review a while ago of um, I don't even know which Assassin's Creed game, um, but they were saying oh, it might have been Black Flag actually. But they were saying like, can you imagine if Ubisoft just said we're just going to make adventure games set in different times, and it didn't have to be about Assassin's Creed? And it's like, holy God, shit, that so would be much, brilliant. God, it's so much better. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, because like Black Flag doesn't really need all the assassin stuff um, at all. No, it it's just doesn't. a great pirate game. Just give you, um, just give you the parkour shit and make it a pirate game. Didn't they put yeah. Rogue out the same year as Black Flag? Uh, the same. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Rogue actually. You same know, year as Unity. Uh, Unity. Oh, yeah, same year. Rogue right, and right. Unity both came out on the same day. Um, yeah. Which is like, why I never heard of Rogue because all I heard was people were giving out about how terrible Unity was. And nobody even mentioned Rogue. All I ever heard is Rogue is better than Unity. I've never played Rogue, but uh, yeah, I kind of wanted a... to because of the ship stuff. But it's what the setting was. I think the same. I think it was more of the America stuff. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's set like in the Hudson Bay and stuff. I think a lot. Yeah. Um, it yeah. features a a Canadian voice actor doing seventy five different Irish accents, all for the same character. I saw, I saw uh, you uh, talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. I watched yeah. some clips. 
Yeah, I do. I just wish they would get rid of the, they'd get away from the present day storyline. There's, I don't know why they have it in there still at this point. It's so big, dude. Yeah. At this point, yeah, it's just like, I, why, why? I mean, that was. I, I definitely, you know, to the point, like, I even completely forgot that they existed in Origins. Like, it's, they're there, and it's just like, okay, well, let's just they, move on past this. They hid that completely for the first one, didn't they? Like, that was not yeah. known where yeah. the game came out. They did a very good job of hiding that. Like, yeah. I remember That was like some it. Metal Gear Solid 2 levels of uh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> that's, it's, like, that, it's a hell of a twist when you get this whole, like, you're trying to build this period piece assassin's game, and then it turns out it's some it's a simulation yeah. in the present day and what's funny is um like you think about like the metal gear solid 2 thing like um like in japan that was a it was just known that that's what was going on like it was in trailers it was on the box art and somehow we got kept under wraps for for the west i don't know how that happened i mean i guess it was like pre uh pre uh you know ease a, ease of access on your phone uh internet days so maybe that's why but it's just like i i was completely surprised when i did that and like now it's just like it's it's impossible to surprise you with anything so that, that may have been like the last big like oh shit what the hell sort of Creed. video games in modern yeah. modern day of like yeah I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of anything else that's been like that surprising and <clears throat> yeah i got i don't i don't know it's like <laughs> i was um I was pretty surprised in Far Cry 5 um, when Ubisoft uh, abandoned every scrap of courage and the bad guys weren't neo-Nazis after all. Um, that was a surprise because they you really want, set that up of like, Connor, yeah, yeah, they, they really set you that were, up of, you know. You were surprised? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was though. I, I, I'm I was, surprised you're surprised, honestly. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I was disappointed. Yeah. I, I talked about that last week quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, we can, we can talk, you can talk about this game. We can, got, yeah, ugh, we, yeah. can re, we can regale each other with tales of Far Cry 5 if you want to. I, I'm not against it. <laughs> no, yeah. it's okay. Like I, you know what? I really enjoyed parts of it because no, I had a good time you know, in the open world. Yeah. There's lots of great gameplay stuff. Um, but actually, it was Far Cry 5 that led to the beginning of my recent video game violence fatigue because it's weird, the mixture of like slapstick moments and just killing hundreds of people. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. It's, and that's, to- that's tonally, that game is all over the place. It's a mess, yeah. But actually, just after that, I played Oxenfree because I was like, okay, I don't want to kill anything in a game for yeah. a while. And I played Oxenfree. And um, I really recommend Oxenfree. It's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely game. Um, it, it almost scratched some of the itch of, like, Gone Home. I like uh, Gone Home. I don't think Jason does, but, I, but yeah. I do. Not, yeah. I think it's okay. I'm not that big of a fan of it, honestly. But Yeah. Did you uh, play Night in the Woods, Connor? No, actually. I must give that a try. I've heard uh, great things. I, I adore that game. You should. You, yeah. If, you, if that's the kind of thing you're looking for right now, that's a very good one of those. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was it made my list. I think it was number it was number two on my list last year, if I'm remembering correctly. It's a very good wow. game. Wow, yeah. It's, uh, um, anything else, like, non-violent? It's, it's hard to find things that aren't violent in video games, it turns out. I'm, okay, um, so we were talking about tonally uh, Far Cry 5 being all over the place. Another game that is kind of all over the place as far as tone goes, but it I want to say I think it weaves back and forth uh, very well. Is uh, Yakuza Six? Uh, Connor, have oh, you cool. actually played any of these games before? You know, it's crazy. I haven't, and I'm dying to. But I, it's I, one of those like I it's, think, it's not lack of interest. I, I don't know why. I think you would enjoy these because there's there's a good combat system, especially in Six. They uh, in Zero they had like three different styles you could switch between, and 
I eventually just kind of settled on one and just put all my upgrade points into that because I just didn't feel the need to ever really switch over. This one, um, you just have one, and I think it fits, like, overall with the game itself because it's it's, um, Kiryu uh, at the, like, end of his, not life, but end of his, uh, we'll say, tale. And I think of it as, like, okay, he's, he's taken everything he's learned over the course of, you know, however many years all these games took place. I think it's, like, 30 years or so. And he's just combined everything uh, style-wise into one style that just works better that way. So I think it, 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 I think it kind of fits that way. But there's a bunch of side missions that, yes, some <laughs> some of them you end up having to beat up people for, but there are some there's no combat involved whatsoever. Um, one of my favorite ones uh, that I, I and granted I've only played about maybe five six hours of it right now, but one of my favorite ones so far is you are tracking down. Um, a, a piece of merchandise uh, for a little girl and no combat whatsoever in there. Just, just kidding. You kind of like running around trying to figure it out and find stuff. And you, I, I don't know. It's, it's just really kind of, I don't know. It, it's just such a nice change of pace of not having to beat the shit out of somebody being the answer uh-huh. basically. Yeah. So, yeah. but then there's the ridiculous combat things of uh, beating somebody. Uh, I, I'm supposed to death with a traffic cone. Okay. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it, labor it's, intensive. It's, it's, it's very over the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I, I, I saved the clip and I want to upload it. Um, I just haven't had a chance to clip it down. But, um, you know, it, it's sort of the, I don't know, one of the odd things with the Yakuza series is it makes such a big deal out of murder. But one of the things um, within the first like hour of wandering around uh, this, the main city that I did in combat was I grabbed a knife from somebody and did a heat move, which is basically like, you know, your, your meter going up. So you do something, do like a crazy move and Kiryu jabs it into the guy's stomach and then punches the knife further into his stomach. Oh, I was like, (laughs) have you seen the raid? It's basically the raid. I'm like, "Um, dude, you just (laughs) murdered that guy. And like I said, and murder in this game is made a very big deal of it's normally like fighting, but like I said, Kiryu clearly kills people when he's fighting because I mean I I, I literally crack somebody over the head with a sledgehammer at the heat move. And yeah, he, I mean, he he does he does wrestling moves to people that would kill that would kill someone like yeah like like actual brain busters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you know, yeah. spinal cord snapping things. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. yeah yeah. But I like I said I think just tonally it does a good job of like separating itself out from that and then the moments where it actually delves into the real story like it's actually a very well written well acted like narrative I, i'm really enjoying it and this is something like i said I, I we were talking about far cry 5 and i just like i just like totally just with that game i was just like i i have no interest like you can't make up your mind what you're trying to be and yakuza doesn't lean too heavy on one and doesn't lean too heavy on the other and i think it just kind of weaves back and forth just expertly so yeah i i'm so conflicted in yakuza games i liked zero a lot when i first played it and I think the problems I have with it just stay there, and it's a very they're very long games, and like the the combat you get stuck in um, animations a lot, and I hate that. I want I want to be I want to flow better, and it just doesn't. It's more of a brawl. It's more of a brawler than like a action game. And then the story, which is also it's written very well. They uh, from what I've seen of Yakuza games, I've only played zero and seen parts of other ones. Um, <clears throat> It's written very well. I think it gets a little twisty and a little windy and goes on for too long. The like I said, the very long games. It kind of has the, the GTA effect of it just takes the story just takes forever. 
or you know yeah. Rockstar games. They just the stories are very long, and it kind of loses. It feels like it kind of loses its way a few times. Also, a lot of fake out deaths in Zero, like nonstop fake out deaths, um, which kind of you know takes takes a lot of drama out of scenes when you're like this person probably not actually dead. And they aren't. Yeah, I think but, it's uh, pretty common in Japanese media, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, it is, it is, and it's always it's always bugging me. Anime too, um, just like the the amount. I I don't mind fake out deaths. I mind I I mind a reliance on them constantly. <laughs> but uh, but what Yakuza does do really well is it's just it's just a really Kiryu is a very nice person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like he is a if you just want. To play is a pleasant character. Kiryu is just a very pleasant character. He's not, he's just a good dude. <laughs> and he just helps people. He's quiet. Um, and he, he kicks ass, he's quiet, and he helps people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, well, I mean, he's called the uh, the dragon of uh, Dojima, I think is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's just recognized as like one of the most like badass Yakuza's that it, like exists. And like I said, you're, you're, you're literally doing these like, silly little side missions that it's like you would think a guy like this has would have no interest in doing and he also runs an orphanage yeah yeah not as a uh not as a uh like you know some sort of uh uh like an operational front for the yakuza he he does it because he wants to take care of uh kids because he was an orphan and it's i don't know i guess it just it's it's not all over the place, but it does such a good job of like making Kiryu as just this like really great character of like he is a badass and he is not to be trifled with, but he also just has like this sweet like soft center to him, and I think yeah. it just does a great job of of selling him as just like yeah he could kill you thirty different ways from Sunday, but as long as you don't cross him, he's just a good guy. He might be intimidating looking as all hell, but yeah. Yeah, this is kind of this is the close to his story, right? This is yeah. like the end of the Kiryu story in Yakuza games. Yeah, yeah, this um, is, yeah. This is supposed to be the end of his. So, yeah, yeah. I've, and I've heard I've heard it. Uh, it's, it's pretty good story wise. Um, it's like a good you know send off to the character, which is he deserves that. Yeah, like I said, like we've just said, he's yeah. This is his eighth game he's been in now. So yeah, yeah. And he fought. He had to fight zombies in one game. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some oddball Gaiden game. I don't know really what that was about. But um, and the other thing is too um with Kiryu like to atone for being in the Yakuza and trying to uh, he even puts I believe as washing the stench of it off of him. He goes to jail voluntarily for three years. Oh wow! Yeah, that's like, the first just, game, isn't it? That's, yeah. No, that's uh. That's or that's the opening of this one, basically. Oh, he well, he goes to prison the first at the beginning of yeah. the first game. Well, he yeah. does that as sort of uh, being the uh, the prat fall for somebody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But this he he sort of does it to atone for the sins of the past, basically, and to and, and to kind of clear Haruka, his uh, adopted daughter's name, um, because she's an idol, um, and she gets tired of hiding the fact that uh, Kiryu is like basically, you know, is or her uncle, I guess is the, I think the way they word it, but he, um, and she, she basically comes out in concert and says that, you know, the person that raised her, her father figure is, is a former Yakuza and she retires, tries to take care of the orphanage and run it on her own. And Kiryu just to like, sort of like atone for everything he's done. He, he just voluntarily like ends up going to jail and just to clean off everything. I'm like, man, that's, that's a hell of a thing to do for, for three years of your life. You're willing to go away and just 
yeah, just be out of every, just be out of the life and be out of like the people that you've developed relationship with and just to atone for some sins, just deliberately. It's like, man, that's, like I said, he, you know, like John said, he's just a good dude. And it's, it's a really nice change of pace from a lot of video games where, like I said, Far Cry 5, it's just kind of like, oh, hey, I'm just this cipher that doesn't really have a personality, but I'm supposed to have some sort of, I'm supposed to feel like I have some sort of weight to any of this, so... Yeah, that was such a bad decision, making him a silent character. God damn it. Uh, like, <laughs> and you can, it's yeah. so weird because you can... Him or her, sorry. Can, like, yeah. yeah, you can customize yeah. the character. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So I'm going to have some sort of control here? Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't no. matter. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's all bullshit. It's all, it's all bliss. It's mm-hmm. all drugs. Yeah. It's all simulation. Time's a construct. Uh, I heard the in the podcast there's uh, a uh, there's an kidnapped. uncomfortable scene where they chain you to a bed and uh, playing that as a female character might be a little weird. Do they chain you to a bed? Oh, no, I don't remember that. Or chain you down or something or tie you? No, you, oh, you get tied down constantly in that yeah. game. You've oh, taken, yeah. You're taking hostage at least 15 times. You mean like one of the endings or something like that? I don't remember, but like you're being tortured. Oh, that's right, actually. Yeah, yeah. One of the you endings, get, yeah. Yeah, I heard you don't get You don't get... It's not like tied to a bed, but you are... I mean, the endings of that game are terrible, like a stinking cherry on on top of that fucked up cake. cake. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's... but the kidnappings are unbelievable. Like, you're it's like three per boss, right? At least I think there's some that do four. I think one yeah. of them might have four, but yeah, there's at least three in each region. I think there's one or two other ones besides that that aren't part of the regions. And yeah. it's just it's just them talking at you for fucking ten minutes, and you can't say, and your character doesn't say anything because it's a silent character, which just yeah. makes it even worse to this person because it's not you didn't make this character is actually a character, but so they just they just don't care about any, they just don't care about anything, and they have no reaction to anything in the game, and so that comes across. Yeah, and it's the classic like um, the classic like stupid moralizing of video games where it's like ah, but are we the bad guys or are you oh the God. player the bad guy? Who's fuck off? Who's really the monster? Yeah, it's mm. it's you, white supremacist. Even though they aren't white yeah. supremacists. Yeah, yeah. 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 totally. totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy. So yeah. So, okay, what else are you guys playing <laughs> this week? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of done with my thoughts on Yakuza. As like I said, I've only played like maybe six hours of it, but I'm in. It sounds. It does sound like I would really, really enjoy it. Actually, I, yeah. every time I play it, like I keep I thinking, think like I think Connor would would dig this because you, you it, it's got it's got all that stuff I think you like in Ubisoft games, but it also is, um, like I said, it gives you that it it, it doesn't constantly just like every the solution to everything is kill it. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I went out at times because I don't love Yakuza. Like I feel like everyone else that I talk to loves Yakuza because it's just it's it ha- that game has a lot of fucking charm. It's I'm. I, w- I guess I wish I liked it more than I did. It's I don't think it's a bad game whatsoever. It's any of them. Well, I've heard three is bad. But, uh, now the first one hasn't done so well age wise. The original. Uh, they, I mean, they, they re-released it though, so I guess yeah. you can kind of yeah yeah. I mean, and honestly, like the story, like I I've only played a like well, I wouldn't say a little. I mean, I probably played like twenty something thirty hours of Yakuza Zero, but you can come into six like fresh. They give you enough of a of a sense of yeah, like you, what's you going can, on uh, that you don't you can read the backstory for every game uh before you and it's like it's like in the menu you can read the backstory of every game before you play so. how is zero it's also where if you want to start with zero that's a good one to start with too mm. so it's um the thing i it's it's stupid and silly but 
this takes place during the uh, Japanese uh, bubble economy era. And literally, like, everything involves money. Like, you beat up people and they just explode money. Um, your leveling system is just money. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But it does a very, like, cool job of, like, capturing the feel of the of the 80s and now i can't really speak for japan in the 80s but um just based on what i know like culturally and like car wise like it, it it feels like it would be very very fitting in there um there's also a bunch of like like you know side or like side stuff you can do that have no purpose whatsoever of being in there but i mean you can play like space harrier in the arcades uh mm-hmm. yeah. I, I really enjoy the the little like sega love that they throw in there um there's even a I think it's an in-game achievement. I don't think it's actually a trophy um, on the PlayStation side, but there's a thing of like beating up people with the last name Sega. <laughs> and there's just these okay. rare spawn or rare spawns in like groups of thugs that you don't really know that they're there um, until you start fighting them, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's a little bit stronger." So it's like, yeah, it's just a just a slight clue that they're there. So, and then you can also disengage from the combat easily enough if if you don't feel like doing it. Like you can the random thugs that are walking around, you can avoid them. You can just run from the combat um, nice. before it starts basically. So it's kind of like, Hey, you know, it's well, which you'll end up doing. Cause there's a lot of combat in that game. Yeah. It's, but yeah. those fights are so yeah. quick and breezy. Like honestly, like you could be done with most of them in like 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. Also the zero has, you play as two characters in zero mm-hmm. and Majima, the other character might have one of the best introductions of any character in a video game. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. something else. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> and he becomes uh, a very uh not big character, but he he's sort of a mainstay in the series and he's uh see, seeing him go from what he is in there mm-hmm. or in zero to what he becomes like later down in in the road, it's like, oh man, that's um that's a bit of a that's a bit yeah. of a yeah. I know I know there's, there's a lot of value in playing the other ones before you play zero, but uh, you don't have to. What's it doesn't yeah. Yeah. yeah, if Zero is your first, you're fine. If uh, Kiwami is your first, you're fine. And because it's the end of the story and they've done a very good job of um, giving you what you need to know without, you know, giving you reams and reams and reams of, of information to read, uh, Six does a very good job of like, if this is your first Yakuza, Yakuza game, welcome to it. Cool. Nice. I think there's even a bundle going on right now where if you buy um, uh, Six, I think you can get... Uh, I think you get zero for like 20 bucks or something like that. So it's nice action. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that'll, yeah, I think, I think that'll wrap up the Yakuza thing, but yeah, Connor, I, I think you should totally give that series a shot. Uh, mm, so yeah. It, nice. it seems like it'd be up your alley there. So, um, Connor, was there something else you were wanting to talk about game wise? I'm trying to remember. No, I think that's, Oh, well I just, yeah. So I just replayed sleeping dogs just recently. Um, that's right. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I kind of feel like that game should be, um, better appreciated than it is. I've never I played love... Sleeping Dogs, and I'm kind of ashamed of that because I know I'd like it. You know, it's um, yeah. it plays well now, in my opinion. Um, like I played it for the first time in a couple of years, and I I'd never played it on PC. Um, I always played it on like I guess PS4, or uh, I think I originally played it on a 360 or something. Yeah, it got so, released on the new con- on the next gen. But yeah, but it it plays great on um, PC. And, um, it does a really good job with music and stuff where they don't have a huge budget, but they have a lot of like really good music. Um, okay. Like Ubisoft have a huge amount of money and Watch Dogs 2 has terrible, mostly awful music. Um, <laughs> and I think that's really embarrassing because like, you know, they, they, they can't say that they didn't have the budget or whatever, you know, the amount of money they have. Um, they could have licensed yeah. some, some 
stuff. Yeah, I thought Far Cry um, Five had a pretty good licensed soundtrack. There's some okay that. stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, Sleeping Dogs, I love it. I love the combat in it. Um, George St. Pierre, the MMA champ, um, uh, consulted on the combat. Okay. And I don't know how like how media role he had, but it's really good. It's very similar to the um, it's very similar to the Batman games with the, that kind of beat em up stuff. Okay. And it's really yeah, it's really effective, and the fights are they're actually really fun. Yeah, I, kinda, I know. I know. I'd like Sleeping Dogs. That's one of those games. Like I think I've had it on my PlayStation Plus thing forever, and I think I even have it on. Uh, I think it even went, was like games with gold on Xbox. So I think I own it on both uh, current gen platforms, and it's like I, I, yeah, I would like to get around to it, but it's kind of one of those of like it, it's. I know it's an undertaking to get into it, and I just yeah, I'm having yeah. a harder and harder time getting into an, a a longer game that's a little older. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same I, spot. Yeah, honestly. I think it. I think it's aged pretty well, partly because the I think the mechanics are very solid, but also um, it's just it's it's a lovely like the way it's stylized is really nice, and I like the fact that it's set in Hong Kong. That's different. Um, yeah, yeah. Driving around, driving around Hong Kong, kind of late at night, um, getting into adventures and and fighting um, with triads is like it's kind of cool. I you know I've never played it played that in a game before. It, it does kind of feel like you're in like a heroic bloodshed John Woo type movies. And, and that's really nice. Did you play Stranglehold? <laughs> I really liked Stranglehold, actually. Yeah. Slid through all, you slid through all those watermelons? <laughs> yeah. I was, a, lot of, look, a lot of watermelons. If there was game. anything to slide on, I was those <laughs> drinks trolleys, man. Yeah. I would I would ride a drinks trolley all over the level if I could. Yeah. Um, Slow motion, shoot a guy in the dick. Yeah. I <laughs> Many times as I can. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Stranglehold is great. Um, I really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like I want more people to play Sleeping Dogs. I wish they had like made more of that kind of stuff. It's a shame that they sort of you know abandoned the um, the sequel they were planning and all that kind of stuff. I think it was uh, sales that hindered that prospect. I believe I don't so. Believe yeah, it sold very well. No, which, I don't which think is it unfortunate. did. It's also like a, it's a, it's lineage of the true crime games, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. PS2. Yeah, those yeah. were. It was it, in development as a true crime game. I think at one yeah. point or in like whatever, maybe pre-production. I think it was like true Streets crime. of Streets of Hong Kong, something like that. I feel like it was. I forget. I forget what it was actually called. I do remember it was actually a true crime game. True crime game, but it's a hundred times better than the true crime games. That's not hard to do. But it's like that's <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I I do want to play it. I'll probably do. I'll get. Hope I gotta get to it sooner rather than later because it's gonna, it's gonna keep aging and I don't. And for me, it's not uh, even a prospect of it aging. It's just a matter of trying to fit in some other, I guess, retro stuff that's a little bit shorter to write about. Plus, try to keep up with contemporary stuff. It's just sort of in that middle ground of right now of just like, well, it's a little too new to like really sink my teeth into for like a retro look back, and it's too. Sure. Uh, old to look in as a new release. So, shame. It's no Ninja Five O. That's for sure. <laughs> I hear good things. Uh, I just, I just yeah. finished it last yeah. night, and yeah. goddamn, that game is marvelous. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason found an old GBA game. He's gonna, he's gonna have more on the side about eventually. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, he yeah. said I finished it last night, and that's uh. Yeah. That's the game I'm looking back at that came out I think 15 years ago now, and oof, man, that was uh, God, that game. That, oh, that needs to be on a virtual console or something because that game is fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> I think Bionic Commando and Shinobi. That's the best way I can oh. describe it. Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. It feels good. I mean, just yeah. He told me that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> emulate the shit out of that game. Yeah. It is. It feels good. <laughs> so uh, I even I kind of regret because I I played it on easy initially and then went through the normal mode, but there's um, unfortunately like it doesn't like unlock the stages for you basically have to replay it on normal. So I would say maybe play the first stage on easy just to get the hang of it and then go and just skip everything and go back to normal or go to normal after that. Cause I'm, I'm kind of like, eh, on replay or on replay the first three missions. But at the same time, like going back with a mastery of the, uh, of the mechanics now, it's like, Oh man, I'm, I'm way better at this game than I was the first that go through, through this. So it's like, I'm finding myself uh, safe scumming quite a bit less. So that can be satisfying as well. It's uh, there's a really good feeling of us uh, of like setting up your grappling hook, flipping around a ledge and just uh, cutting somebody down with your sword as you as before you even touch the ground as you're kind of like you know circling back around. It's it's a great feeling. That game just feels good and it is astounding that that thing came out on the Game Boy Advance. I'm like, like just what what <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And it just, the fact that, like, it, it seems like no one talks about it, like, unless, like, you've listened to, like, Retronauts for, you know, the 11 years it's been on. Like, I feel like nobody talks about that game, so. I've, ne- I've never heard of it. I feel like I have a pretty good library of games in my head that I know about, <laughs> so. I mean, it's not, not as obscure as uh, Hayanko Alien, but, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, so let's let's talk about the. I think to wrap things up here, the most contemporary release. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've been playing something. I too, like Connor, was getting tired of violence in video games, so I decided to play God of War. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, and, and and much like me, he wanted to play a dad in a video game, so that's why yeah. I was playing Yakuza yeah. Six. Guys, God of War. I'm sure you've seen like the praise around this game since it came out. Yeah, like, or at least like in passing, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty much well deserved like how yeah. how universally people are like are loving this game it's incredible <laughs> it's, i will i will wait a couple years because there always seems to be a um, a turnaround on those opinions in a couple years on god of war games yeah this one it feels different than i've, I've that. heard that before too <laughs> i've heard that about ascension and that one was i think maybe well, three months before people were like you know that wasn't actually very good Ascension was that wasn't good to begin with. It didn't review. It didn't review that well. Um, three, three reviewed very well, and I think three is still a good game. But uh, you know, and then one has a good story. I think the, I think people forget that the first one actually has has a pretty good story to it. They for, they just think about it how the uh, how two and three are just like rampaged Kratos mode. Um, but uh, anyway, the new one. It's it's all done in one shot, a la Birdman, the entire game, um, which is really cool. How it's pretty much uh, just all, mostly behind Kratos. It it pulls it pulls away every now and then to different perspectives, but yeah. it's re- it's really up close and personal most of the time with uh, what's going on, which makes the set piece moments in the game just inc- oh my god! Like the second boss fight in the game, which is. Uh, um, this uh, this man wanders up to you, and you just get into this all-out brawl. And he wanders, the, like, he, are he, you no, he, like he, a lost man? He's he's just called the stranger. He knocks on your door, and he's like <laughs> he, and because Kratos has, this is Kratos from from the first set. This is the this is the same Kratos uh, that's gone through the first the original set of games. Um, he's just older. He has moved to Norse myth- mythology. 
uh, Midgard is specifically where he's at. And he just wants a quiet life away yeah. from the shit that he, he uh, dealt with in his past life. Um, he settled down. He had a, he had a, uh, a wife and a kid. And the game opens uh, with you. Uh, your wife has died and you are burning your ashes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you're with. Uh, and her last wish was that you take her ashes to the top of the highest peak in the realms um, and spread them and spread them across there. And the, the first thing, like play gameplay you do is you're, you're, you go with your son to, on a hunt to see if he, you, you think he's ready to go on this journey with you. Um, and that's like the tutorial basically with the game. And the sun is your range weapon. You can, can you can tell when he, you can tell when to fire his bow. Um, that's and fun. then yeah, no, it's great. Like, uh, and I'm going to get, but the connection between Kratos and Atreus is fantastic. It really yeah. is. It's super, it's super well written. It's layered. It's, um, it's full of just tiny moments that make it even better. Um, <clears throat> but before I get to like the story stuff, just the gameplay wise, the single smartest decision this game made just gameplay wise is they gave you this, the Leviathan axe and you can Thor that shit right back to your hand whenever you want to. You throw oh, it. that's so good. <laughs> and it has, like, every time... The sound design of this game is also fucking top-notch because every time you, you pull it back, when, and it's just a button press, it's triangle, whenever you throw it. Triangle brings it back whenever you want it, and you fist fight until you get it back. Um, and it makes this awesome just thunk sound when you catch it. It, it. makes it feel super weighty, and you just, like, crack some dude in the head with it when it comes back to your hand. Or you miss... Or you throw it past someone, and you miss... And like they yell at you, and then you you see it slow. You hit triangle, and you see it slowly coming back to hit them in the back of the head, which is just oh my oh, god! It's every, magical. It's just and, and it's great because you controlled that moment. It's not like a boomerang thing. It's like you you tell it when to come back and do that. So if you time it right, or and just like like little details, like if you throw it across a lake and you pull it back, you can see it like the water splashing as as it comes like flying back across the water towards towards what's in the front of you. Like seriously, like that just that one decision to make you feel like Thor is oh my god, it feels so good. And it just like and it, it flows is as soon as you get like the flow to it, man, you just crack in between enemies. And this game is not a uh character action game, is it is action RPG through and through. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are there are uh there are combos, but it's not the same it's not the same kind of thing. It's uh, more timing based and uh, like two button press things to do to do different stuff. You have a shield, your axe, and uh, your son has the bow. So that's your that's your general options. Uh, and then the glory like this essentially has glory kills from Do- a la Doom. They, they were in the first God of War, but they these are a little less graphic than those. They're still very violent, but there's not as much. There's no really blood because you're killing mostly like. And zombies and stuff, but uh, and they're also a little, a little faster. I think they're a little too not quite as fast as I would want them to be because they're they're cool the first time, but some of them take a little longer than I'd want them to be. That's why I liked in Doom when you can get the rune that makes you do glory kills super fast. So you're just ripping through dudes like a, uh, like a chainsaw, and then with your chainsaw anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a chainsaw yeah. and also <laughs> you have a chainsaw yeah <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, and you and you go with Atreus and you fight a you fight a, a mid boss, and uh, he after after you beat the boss, he has this moment where he he's like, uh, just like stabbing the thing, saying we got you, we got you. He's like super angry, and Kratos sees this. And it's like the super small moment because if you play the other games, if you have any idea about Kratos, you know he's like the his anger is like the his one character trait in the other games, essentially. Okay. Uh, but it's him, and he's like he tells him he tells his son after that he's not ready because he, uh, and that just immediately tells you that Kratos. Also, he definitely cares about his son. Like it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, he he hates his kid, but he's gonna love him by the end of this. Like he loves his son, and that's clear from the get go. Good. He like just that. he just expresses it different. He's a Spartan, so it's expressed in in a very different way than how Vikings would express it, which is kind of like the family dynamic there. So he just you know he's not good at expressing himself, <laughs> which 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 makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell that he he wants his son. He's the whole throughout the game. He's preparing his son for life without him, basically, and without saying that. Um, and also, he wants him to be a better person than he ever was, which and you can and that's all expressed without ever like being specifically said. And I fucking love that. Okay, now real I'm quick, into that. so this is the I'm same. This is the same Kratos. Isn't he the god of war? So isn't he technically immortal? He's no, yeah, he's still a god, but he he went there and his family does not, or his son at least. I don't know if his wife. It's not clear yet if his wife knew, um, but his son does not know he's a god, and so his son does not know he's a demigod. Okay. Uh, uh, and when the, the stranger that I was mentioning earlier comes up, and he's like, and he gets into a fight with Kratos, and it's a, it's an all-out brawl. It's, it, it's a cinematic as fuck. Also, the environments are pretty destructible, so you're like punch, and Kratos, and they really like make Kratos feel like he hits like a god, and you just punch this dude, and he cracks, he flies through trees that smash behind him and stuff. It's ri- it's great. It's uh, but that, and that expl- and then you find out <clears throat> that he came here without the gods of this realm knowing, like Odin and Thor, and gods of the. I'm not in of North mythology, which I'm not super versed in. I've seen the Thor movies, and I've played like Hellblade, so I don't know much North mytho- Norse mythology, which is kind of interesting. I get to learn a lot while I'm while I'm playing yeah. this. Um, and they don't the the gods are not happy with a god from another realm being here. And so that's, but that's also kind of like the background story that you've not actually had a lot of interaction with any other gods. And I'm pretty, I'm like 10, 12 hours into the game. So I think I might be, I think I might be at the halfway point um, or pretty close to it at least. Uh, so yeah, like the, and so yeah, like the main the main story is is good, is interesting. It's very simple, you know. He, they want to get these ashes. They want to spread his uh, wife's his wife's ashes. But the real crux of the game is just Kratos' relationship with his son, and it really is that well. It's it's it really is written incredibly well, and I think it's going to age well too, better than the other games will. But uh, and also because it's an, as an action RPG, I think it will age better too. There is a loot system in the game. The in loot uh, looks different when you put it on, which I always appreciate in games. I hate when loot yeah. when you put stuff on characters and it doesn't change their appearance. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, this this definitely does that. You can get uh, there's upgrade trees. You can put 
you can you know there's slots for your weapons to add stuff there's you know all that jazz and the upgrade tree is really satisfying i feel like i've gotten wait like my, my combat prowess has gotten better as the game goes on which is always okay, a good sign. that was my next question yeah i was just about to ask actually what like what's the skill tree like is it good is it kind of yeah like it just it it just makes you more aggressive and uh, at least mine i lean more like it puts me more on the offensive which is how i like to play and uh you know there's you can you can base it around uh you know maybe you like to throw your axe a lot you can base it around that you can base it around using atreus uh with range combat a lot uh you can base it around the shield you have spartan rage still in this game which is kratos just fist was like puts the axe down and just beats people to death with his fists when he does when he does that uh it's which is very which is very satisfying uh but yeah like i felt i i feel like uh, uh the combat has just gotten more fun as i've gone on and uh as i'm more capable of taking on large groups and it's oh, and it's just yeah the, it's that flow that i love and it flows very well there's a and it's it all it all centers around the fact that you control your axe completely at all times because <laughs> goddamn I cannot I cannot express how satisfying throwing the axe <laughs> yeah. is it's uh, yeah it's it's really good uh, the game looks fantastic I don't really need to say that I feel like it's like and it's the in like little details there like I had a I had a fight toward towards the end of me playing today before it got on here. Uh, in like a big like on a snowy snowside cliff and rolling around and fighting a bunch of dudes like after afterward you can just see like the pack the area of snow that I was fighting in is all packed down like in, oh, a, in, a, in a real yeah it's it, yeah like the snow moves very naturally when in, in which is crazy it it looked like it looked exactly how you you think it would look after a battle except for like being covered in blood but um, although crazy how do they um, how do they like? How do they handle the fact that he's like, you know, Kratos, basically, um, and he's this indestructible thing, mm -hmm. but he's then gonna go and upgrade all his skills and stuff? Like, do they do they say he's like old and rusty, or what's the you know the way like in the sequels? There's always like the why are you back to level one kind of a thing? Oh, yeah, because the, the 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 axe was gifted. <laughs> also, the the, the axe was gifted to him by his wife before she died, so he just oh. got it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess that's that's the thing. You you uh, dwarf, you meet a, a pair of dwarf brothers. Dwarf brothers, uh, they are your uh, your upgrade guys, uh -huh. uh, and uh, they're they're great. They're like one's the cr super crass one, and he's like the first time you meet him, he's like, "Why don't you come upgrade your your shit over here, you son of a bitch?" It's like that's <laughs> the first time he talks to you. <laughs> and, uh, I like that. Yeah, he's no. It's like the the swearing he does actually. It's all it makes me laugh every time. It doesn't feel super forced because he just he says it so naturally that it sounds funny. Yeah. Um, or like, hey fucker, come over here and check out check out what I got for you. <laughs> um, and uh, or the and then the other dude is like a super neat freak, and he like he every time like Kratos tries to give him some new shit, he's like, yeah, just put it on the table. I don't I don't want to touch it. The handle's really that's really gross, man. I've seen what you did with that. Um, and yeah, and, and Kratos is, you know, his, his gruff way. He doesn't really, he, he, uh, he tries to come across like he only uses them for help, but you know, he's helped them a few times. He's, uh, he's, a uh, yeah, there's, there is a depth to Kratos that you never thought would be there. And it's in the, and it feels earned. I think it, none of it feels very forced. It still feels like Kratos. It just feels like a three dimensional Kratos other than the original one. Uh, 
That's nice. Um, it's also an open world game. There are side quests you can go on. Um, Love that. It's uh, it's. <laughs> It's a little more. No, uh, not you, it's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's a little more Dark Souls open world in that it's a, it's a little more uh, hubby, um, a little. Less, but there are. Uh, it's definitely got some. It's got Metroid back reasons to backtrack. You know, getting new abilities to unlock other areas, um, to to get more upgrades. And yeah, I'm just having a fucking great time with this game. Just had. And it still does action. It still does like those set pieces, like I said, super well. You're looking for and God of War, and but like having it pulled in just cha- changes everything. And it literally is a one-shot game. Like there are no loading screens or anything. It's all it's it's all from one camera's perspective the entire time, which I is. Can't uh, get my head around that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, it's literally. Have you seen? I'm sure you've seen Birdman, right? Yeah, I love Birdman. It's basically that, like following. Michael Keaton around the entire time. Uh-huh. It's, ba- it's basically just following Kratos around the entire time. It's like that's the game, <laughs> and every cutscene, and there's like, and everything's in game in in engine, so in game, so everything transitions the cutscenes really naturally and out in and out very naturally. Um, sometimes I have to give a button prompts just to make sure you know you can actually play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, man. The I, it's it's the little stuff though in the story I can't get enough of that. It's there's a lot of little moments that don't I don't want to ruin. They might not do the same for people, but I've really enjoyed all of them. Uh, I just I love how patient he is with his son because his son asks questions all the time. He's always always talking. He's like the exact opposite of Kratos in a lot of ways, and he's like super patient with him all the time. He definitely get, he definitely shuts him down every now and then too when he wants when he's getting tired of it. But he doesn't huh. he never. He doesn't. He, he's never. I don't think he's ever a bad parent whatsoever. He's just a parent. He's trying to learn. He's trying and he's trying to learn how to be a parent, and now he's trying to learn how to be a single parent. Um, I think it's um, for me. It's encouraging that that's one of the things that you're focusing on because, like, you know, I've heard. Yeah, every time a God of War, much like Jason was saying, you know, every time a God of War game has come out, I've heard all of the stuff about how you know it's like the greatest thing ever, or whatever. But that's a new thing for you that you're talking about the quiet moments and the, um, the yeah the quiet moments in a God of War game yeah <laughs> like that's nice. that's encouraging to me that's that that makes it that makes me want to play it a lot more yeah I'm in I'm sold yeah like I I know it's you know people like games get you know praise all the time I mean Breath of the Wild got this last year even more so um, but I think this is incredibly well well deserving I think. It's easily going to go down as best in the series from what I've played so far. Um, it's a crazy reinvention and a, and a well-deserved one. It needed because another one of those wouldn't have been as interesting. Uh, yeah, just, just goddamn, it's a hell of a thing. It's. it's I think that's all I, all I want to talk about. I'm trying to think of any other mechanics-wise that's worth mentioning. Um Thanks. So. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to be impressed the day the uh, <clears throat> a video game doesn't have a uh, uh, understanding father who doesn't ever get tired of his kids' questions. Because the reality of that is, no, there there is oh, no, no he, parent he, that no he definitely me. does. Uh-huh. He just doesn't. Uh huh. <laughs> no, he yeah, does. No, he... I don't care why the sky is blue. No, I don't care what your favorite color is. But I know you're going to tell no, me no, anyway, it's, sweetie. No, 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 it's exactly no, like no, that. Keep Jason, going. Jason, keep going. Jason, no, no, Jason, no, no. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking? 
yeah no it's exactly like that what you just said he does that all the time but kratos is patient with him and he and he shuts him down like he and he, when he asks questions he's like he's like so what do you think about this like i don't know that's, that's all he said like, he's like i don't know I, I i can't tell you how long is it gonna take i don't know it's gonna take uh or and like it and then the little moments when he's like when they're like exploring places and he's like he see and his son mentioned something and he's like so what does this what do you think this means and it's just like he's trying to help him be uh, be able to figure out things on his own. He's like just like just to prepare him for things. And but yeah, the son talks all the like constantly, and I I it feel the like Kratos' responses feel natural. It doesn't like I, I it's hard to explain it. You just have to experience it. But it's it's the right it's the writing is something else. Hmm. I'm I'm sold. Can I hey can I ask you guys a question sure. about uh, an unrelated game, but um, we'll keep it short. Um, just you were talking, or we were we were just on the subject of like games that get sort of universally praised, um, and like I've had the experience of playing something that was universally praised and not liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and most recently, that happened to me with um, I was so oh my god I was so looking forward to Uncharted Four Thief's End. And I really enjoyed the first like couple of hours. And then I grew to hate that game. And I was just wondering what you guys made of it. Did you like did it? Did you finish I, it? I didn't play it. I did finish it. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't yeah. play Lost Legacy I, then. Um I I liked four. I liked the second half way more than the first half. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um Connor, I don't know I, what, I, 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 what it was about the vocal uh, inflection yeah, there. You, yeah. The way you just said that, I like that very much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Connor does voiceover work for books if you're uh, interested. The, <laughs> yes, I the, do. The Madagascar scene uh, with the the big the E3 set piece they did with the car chase and then him getting dragged by the uh, uh, trailer or whatever. I forget. It's the big chase in the Madagascar that goes through the entire city. It's a, yeah. that's That's where it picked up for me. The first half is, uh, I thought it was pretty slow and just not as interesting. But uh, I liked four. I, I I thought it was a, a very good. Uh, I thought it was the second best one after two that okay. I played. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Yakuza gets universal praise, and I don't think it's as great as people do. But it's still very. I think I see. I, I do see the good things in it, and I think people should definitely try it. Uh. Yeah, you know, nothing for everyone. It's not like, it's, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I guess, like, God of War, it's not going to be for everyone. I think everyone should try it and give it a shot. Um, but there's plenty of people who are going to be like, eh, I don't get it. I think um, yeah. I think Uncharted and I had the same relationship I had with uh, Assassin's Creed games, where I played two of them to completion. Actually, well, no, I played three of them to completion with Assassin's Creed, but there's a, you know, we'll, we'll say ratio-wise, maybe about the same. Um, mm-hmm. And then the the third one, or I guess in Assassin's Creed came the fourth one, which is the third in the two trilogy. <laughs> God, I'm already lost. Go there's, on. There's entirely too many of these fucking things. Anyway. Um, yeah. There's 18. There's yeah. 18 Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. There's, only, there's only 16. Don't be... Don't sensationalize things. Anyway, Jason, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think the too far off the mark. Wait till next year. So it's yeah. Well, I just um, I just read a a ranking of the eight of from 
from 18th to first, the worst to best. Oh, okay. Um, Assassin's Creed games, but yeah. I think they were counting the um, the handheld games, yeah, Something yeah, like that. Well, there yeah. was three of those, I think. So there's no, there's more, and there's there the, there's Assassin's three Creed the, the Tales Chronicle, ones or whatever. There's three the, Chronicles yeah, games. Chronicles, there, yeah. there are more handheld games than that. Well, yeah. no, I don't think Chronicles is technically a uh, handheld game. I think you can play it on handheld. I you think can, it started out. But I, think I wouldn't. The, but I'm talking like it was uh, like an Xbox Live type thing, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I'm talking. I'm talking uh, like the the D. The, I think the two DS no, games I, and then the yeah, PSP Blood, one, Bloodline, Bloodline, Liberation, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, we're in the weeds. Yeah. Jason, yeah. Anyway. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just my interest just tapered off. Um, like I got just a few hours into three and I just, honestly, I kind of just lost the feel for it and I have four sitting on my shelf cause I got it really cheap. And then I just haven't gotten around to playing it and then lost legacy. I tried it. Um, I got a free rental from Redbox after renting a movie and I just, just was not feeling it. Like just did not do anything for me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there, there was a thing that, um, uncharted four did that always like really grinds my gears where, um, so I love two, uh, you know, two is the best in the series. I think it's amazing, mm-hmm. but I, I really enjoyed three. And one of the things I liked about three was, um, they went into more detail with the brawling. Sure. And yeah. you had like counters and you had like different kinds of moves and stuff. And that was really nice. Um, but then in four, it's really weird because by the time you get to uncharted four, if you've played, um, Nathan Drake in the style that I personally played him, he's killed 800 people with his bare hands. And then in Uncharted 4, um, he meets someone who knows how to fight. And what happens is he and his brother just spend all their time trying to beat up a woman together and they can't do it. And it's awful. I don't want to see two heroes try and beat up a woman ever. Um, but I also don't want the the main character to suddenly just not be able to do all the stuff that he was able to do. Um, and they took away quality, all the mechanics. <laughs> She's got to take yeah. her lumps too. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean. I, I don't mean the fact that he can't beat her up bothers me. I mean the fact that it's now presented that he doesn't really know how to fight. Yeah, um, yeah. Like that's weird. Um, and like in all of the fights, you don't really have the same options anymore. Like you, you know, in the in all the Uncharted games, you could kind of run up to a bad dude, and um, the fact that you didn't have a that you weren't using a gun wasn't really that big a deal because Nathan Drake's such a badass. And then in four, that's not the case at all. And it was really, um, yeah, it was really weird and. But then tonally, I was really uncomfortable when it was like a two on one fight where he and his brother are trying to beat up someone. Um, that was ah, oh, that made me very uncomfortable. I didn't like that. <laughs> you didn't like that. You didn't, didn't like that they were working together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you've just turned two men beating up a woman into yeah. But what you don't like teamwork? Like, yeah, that's <laughs> high five, bro. We beat up the broad. A very specific interpretation there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's an awful thing. But, uh, <laughs> doesn't she kick their ass though? That's uh, you see. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, she like, beats like, the sure. shit out of them, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. If they if, deserve if it. they if they tag team or if, you know if they double teamed her and they just like unrelentingly beat the shit out of her without it, I, sure, I could see being uncomfortable about it. But it's like she's yeah, like, clearly she, more than needed, holding her own. Yeah, they needed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> she like she like and she still beat the shit out of them. Yeah. So I I I didn't look at it that way. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, I dig that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, no, Uncharted 4. Connor, you may have spent <laughs> a little, little too much time in New Mexico. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a, that's a New Mexico thing. 
<laughs> I wish I'd spent more time in New Mexico. I was just, I was just saying oh, no, to my no, girlfriend, no, no. Today, no. If, if you like New Mexico, I, uh, then, um, then you spent just enough time here. <laughs> I spent the exact right amount of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, I am. Um, I think that about wraps it up, guys. Are we, yeah, I think we're good. It's around an hour yeah. fifteen here, basically. So, after I put yeah, in something. So, all right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. We had uh, we had a bunch of um, contemporary releases, some semi-contemporary, and then a fifteen-year-old Game Boy Advance game in here. So, I think uh, I think I think we hit yeah. all the spots we needed to hit here this week. <laughs> so, yeah, killing it. Yeah, we yeah. nailed this one. So, all right. Um, I won't bother you too much with the social media stuff. You can you, you know just go to gamesjunk.net and all the stuff is on there. Yes. Um, you can follow me at Jason Ariola. You can follow John at John Lucero seven seven seven. Connor, you've got two Twitters to take care of, so I'll let you handle both of those. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm uh, C O N O R M A H O D. Just go to Connor Mode. You can find me there, and everything else will follow from that. Yeah, your uh, your voiceover thing is uh is on your actual profile there too, right? Your your regular Twitter handle, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of I link to the other one because I try not to spam too much work related stuff in the Twitter account that I'm supposed to be just using to say stupid jokes about movies and video games. Mm-hmm. Um, That's okay. So I try and keep it. Yeah. I try and keep it as disciplined as possible. Um, we do a very good job of it. I mean, I it, honestly, <laughs> with the, with the way your voice sounds, you should be plugging that thing constantly for, frankly. So. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. You know, and you know what, actually I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take your advice and we're going to do just that. So uh, Connor, thanks for joining us and we'll talk at you guys next time. I think I should be good night. home in time for the next part for Sunday, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.